Good morning, everyone. It's Kevin here from Skywatcher, and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. Um, if you're new here, welcome. If you've been with us before, happy Friday and welcome back. Um, so it's March, and with another, uh, obviously, with another month, we're talking about what's up in the sky. For that particular month and that's what we're going to be going over today uh, of course if you guys like what you see here at the what's up webcast we really appreciate you being here if you want to keep up with all the new episodes uh, we pretty much just locked in April May and June so we're gonna be posting all of those new uh, episode topics up on the YouTube channel here pretty shortly once we have the nice graphic uh, graphics ready for those, we're gonna post all those up here and you will get emails from YouTube telling you, hey, here's all these new things that are scheduled and coming up. So if you wanna stay up with what's going on here at the What's Up webcast, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate it. And then it'll keep you up to date with any new content and episodes coming up as well as any new content we're going to post here on the YouTube channel. Anyway, we are working on new support videos about our products as well. So if you want to keep up with those, um, you'll also see that uh, get posted. And all you have to do is subscribe to the channel there. Uh, if there's anything that you want us to cover, or you have any comments that you want to reach out to us about, uh, go ahead and email us at support at skywatcherusa.com and just title it What's Up. We'll be happy to take a look at it and consider things for future episodes. So uh, again, thanks for being here and we appreciate all of your support um, during our What's Up webcast. So again, it's March, uh, third month of the year already. I'm not sure where the time goes, but again, we're in March. So let's get started and seeing what's up for the month um, and see what there is to view. So of course, just like any other, um, month we're seeing the moon is the brightest object in the nighttime sky and with that uh the new moon for this month is actually coming up it's next weekend that's march 13th so if you're looking to get out and do some deep sky viewing and explore those uh last efforts of getting really nice views of some of those popular wintertime objects uh, the March new moon, March 13th, is going to be the best time to do it. Uh, March is also generally the time the Messier Marathon takes place. So um, if you're not familiar with the Messier Marathon, you're probably familiar with the Messier Catalog. There's 110 objects in that catalog. Uh, galaxies, nebulas, star clusters, there's one double star in the Messier Catalog. But generally in March, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the best time to do the Messier Marathon, which allows you to see all or almost all 110 objects um, in one night. So uh, that is something, if you're looking to do it, uh, next weekend is probably the best weekend to do that. So some, some places might be still hosting Messier Marathons, um, considering what's all going on in the world right now. But... Um, for the March new moon, it generally takes place um, on that weekend for most of those uh, Messier Marathon star parties. So just an FYI. 
that kind of takes us up to the Dark Sky weekend is the 13th and 14th, so that's going to be next weekend. So if you are planning an outing, you've probably already got it planned by now, honestly. But if you're looking to get out, capture some really nice images, or get your last uh, really good views of um, some of those deep sky objects like Orion or the Horsehead or the Rosette or something like that, uh, that would be the weekend to head on out to those nice dark clear skies and get a view uh, before we start moving further into the springtime uh, galaxy season. So uh, next weekend, March 13th, March 14th is your new moon weekend for the month. Now, of course, the other side of the coin there is the full moon. So the full moon is very late in the month, which is nice. Uh, March 28th is when that is. So you've got some time before the moon comes back up into the sky um, and really starts affecting stuff. But uh, March 28th is going to be the full moon. And uh, with that, uh, the full moon for this month, as I said, the 28th, is known as the worm moon. Yes, that's correct. Um, it comes from Captain Jonathan Carver. Uh, he was an explorer and writer in the uh, 1700s here in the early, early uh, Americas uh, out here in uh, the U.S. Um, he came up with the Worm Moon name. It kind of stuck because he noticed that that's when a lot of the, the worm, earthworms, and a lot of the bugs and stuff like that would kind of come to life um, after a deep winter freeze and we'd start moving into the springtime. So that's where this full moon gets kind of its weird, strange name. Now there's some other names that are usually done. It depends on which usually Native American tribe is where the full moon names come from a lot of the times. Uh, there's the sugar moon, the wind strong moon, and the sore eyes moon, depending on the region uh, that that tribe was in is generally where those uh, names originate from. So. Uh, for example, the Sore Eye Moon um, that obviously listed there on the screen comes from the Dakota tribe. Uh, and they referred to that because the, the moon would reflect off of the snow there. Um, they are further north, uh, would reflect off of the snow so it would kind of hurt your eyes because everything would be so bright in the night. So that's kind of where the Sore Eyes Moon comes from. You can always go to Farmer's Almanac. It gives you all the names and all the folklore behind the full moon names. So if you're doing outreach or something like what we're doing now, and you want to share some cool stuff with the full moon, that would be the one to check out. And that's where we get all that folklore from. So kind of cool. Now, planets. We're pretty much done with planet season. All the cool planets right now, not all of them, but the majority of the visual planets are up in the early morning, just before sunrise. I know this morning, I think Jupiter and Mercury, I might be wrong on that. Um, Jupiter and one other planet was actually really close to each other this morning. But again, all, the, all those planets are found in the early morning right now. So there's not a lot to catch right now in the evening sky, uh, unfortunately. There are a couple stragglers out there that you can still catch. Um, oh, I got a typo there, sorry about that. Um, Uranus and Mars are pretty much the only planets that are visible in the evening sky right now. Mars is naked eye visible, Uranus is naked eye if you're in a very dark sky and you know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, so Uranus. Uranus is high in the western sky just after sunset. Um, 
right now in the early part of the month you can get it for most of the uh, early to mid evening before midnight but it's going to be gone by about 10 but as march progresses that's going to get lower and lower and by the end of the month you're not going to have a very good shot at um, observing uranus at this time uh we're pretty much getting to the end of the season there um so let me bring up our uh, our chart here and let's get the time where it's not daytime uh, for those of you who might not know what this is this is stellarium this is a free software you can download it online um does all kinds of cool stuff um but we i like using it just because it's quick and easy um, and there's a lot of people who use it too. Uh, it does do telescope control. I've never tried it, so um, don't don't ask me how that all works. Let me bring up the constellations here. So um, this is the evening sky right now at about eight o'clock uh, p.m. Northern Hemisphere. And looking out to the west, you can see there's Uranus right over here, um, right up here, is where the planet Uranus actually is. Let me click on that so we can see it. There we go. About eight o'clock uh, this evening, if you're going out, Uranus is going to be right up here about, let's see, altitude 29 degrees uh, altitude. So it is getting lower. I wouldn't even say high in the sky. Um, it's kind of mid in the western sky right now. Uh, so that's where Uranus is. If you have a decent sized telescope, like a five or six inch telescope, you can catch Uranus as a little blue ball. Um, I think it's kind of a fun one to look at because it's not one of the primary planets you hear of when you're observing through a telescope. Everyone usually wants to know about Jupiter, Saturn, um, Venus and Mars are generally the, the set of um, planets that you generally are looking for. But Uranus is a fun one because it's so far out there, but it's usually the last planet that looks like a planet easily. Um, you can, with very little effort, you can make it look like a little spherical blue a ball floating out there in space where Neptune, which is no longer visible in the evening, it's too close to the sun right now, um, positioning, it's not actually close to the sun. Um, that one takes a little bit more effort. It's much further away and it, it's really hard to resolve it into more of a ball shape. So Uranus is actually probably the last planet that's really easy to get that planetary look to it. Um, so go out and take a look at that. Uh, that is Uranus. Um, all that down now mars mars is visible right now it's still easily naked eye mars will always be naked eye it's nice and bright it's high higher in the western sky it's actually trailing behind uranus at the moment it is moving away from us um, anybody who's been observing the red planet knows that it's progressively and quickly moved away from us since fall uh, it had its close approach um, back in fall of 2020. So um, right now it's not really in an ideal position. You're probably gonna need a fair amount of magnification to blow it up a little bit to get some detail on it, but it is moving away from us at this point. So if you've got your first telescope or you've been trying to observe Mars, it's okay, it's not the telescope. It's just Mars is not in a good position any longer to get the best view of it. So it's not gonna show like it did, or you may have read about at the end of 2020, back in August, uh, September timeframe, uh, roughly, uh, where it was nice and big and you could see ice caps and dark details and all that fun stuff. It's not in that position. You're gonna have to wait until 
mid 2022 at this point before we get another nice close approach um, closer approach it won't be as big as it was last year um, but you can still get a nice view of Mars right now it it just might not be as good as it used to be um, at the end of last year now once again I said Mars is kind of trailing uh, Uranus right now it's actually hanging up kind of high around 8 o'clock um, so eight o'clock, at least where I am roughly, you're at about 52 degrees altitude at this point. Um, it's actually right next to the Pleiades right now. So, um, it's closest approach to the Pleiades was actually the other night. Uh, I think that was the third, third and fourth is when it was really at its best position for the Pleiades. Um, but it's still up there right now. So obviously this is tonight. You can see it's still relatively close uh, or there's the sixth it's so it's hanging up right around the Pleiades cluster right now and uh, makes for a pretty nice photo op actually our friend Scott from Star Arizona shot this with his Evo Guide 50 um, ED and uh, there I think it's the Star Arizona field flattener I don't know what camera he was using um, I didn't ask him but this is Mars and the Pleiades from the other night so if you're looking for kind of a cool photo op, um, might have to go try this myself actually. Um, this is a cool photo op that you can get right now with Mars and the Pleiades if you've got a wide field optic. They're still close enough for you to get a nice uh, image of them together, kind of a unique pairing uh, to take a look at right now. So that's visible right now. Right after the sun goes down, you can get a real nice picture of that over the next couple nights, but Mars is moving away from the Pleiades, so be mindful that um, that is gonna get further and further, but they're still relatively close if you're using like camera lenses and such, where you can get some really cool pictures and contrast of the blue and the orange in that shot. And if you're in dark skies, it'll make getting the Marot Nebula and the dust around the Pleiades uh, much more visible and easier in that shot. So. Just an FYI, that's kind of a, a cool pairing that's going on right now. Um, like I said, the close approach was a couple days ago, but you can still get a nice image out of it. And if you're looking for Mars, just look for the Pleiades, and there you go. So that's it for planets. Um, there's not, like I said, it's not really planet season anymore. The last several years and the last and the next several years in the future, planet season for the northern hemisphere is probably going to be about fall late summer to fall and into the winter is when we're going to have some, most of the uh, naked eye planets visible for the foreseeable future um or if you're going to get up in the early morning i will not be getting up in the early morning but if you want to get up and start viewing the planets um check those out in the morning right now now something for a little bit more convenient the sun um now the sun is getting into another phase of maximum right now it's coming out of solar minimum and going up into maximum um it's still several years away from when we hit solar max um we're still pretty low but we are moving into there um the sun is a really dynamic object um it's a fun one to go out and observe with. I usually take out a little solar telescope every day just to see what's going on, you know, five, 10 minutes, like, oh, that's cool. Um, and it just kind of keeps you up to date with what's going on up there, but it's changing every day. It's one of those objects that there's really nothing like observing the sun because it's constantly changing. It's highly variable. Um, so uh, that's something that we're gonna be 
uh, wanted to keep a look on doing that right now. Um, there was a really nice prominence earlier this week. It was last weekend. Big prominence kind of jetting off. It was actually one of the largest I've ever seen, but it's it's kind of cool to see. You can sketch, you can image, you can do all kinds of stuff with the sun. And with that being said, actually, let's just take a look at what's going on the sun right now. Now, I personally like to go on this website. If you just this is uh, the NSO National Solar Observatory website, um, Gong G O N G two. Um, so you can go ahead and actually search Gong G O N G solar, and it comes right up. And this is usually a uh, up to date. There's several observatories that are posting images constantly about this. Um, let's check Sierra Tolo. So today there's actually a really nice prominence. There's some active regions up there right now. There's a filament and some other uh, little prominences around there. Looks like we might have something coming around right over here. So um, the sun's a really cool one to see. If you wanna see what's happening on the sun and keep up to date with it without going outside or you wanna see if there's something worth setting up, um, go to this website. This is what I like to use. It lets me know if it's worth dragging out the rest of the heavy-duty filters um, and hardware to actually capture some cool stuff. But um, this is what's going on in the sun today. It's kind of quiet, but there is some cool stuff up there. Um, if you're like imaging the sun or sketching, there's some good prominences up right now that's worth probably you know, busting out a telescope to go take a look at it. Um, but that's pretty much it for the sun. Uh, hopefully we'll get some more activity here soon. Um, like I said, it's constantly changing. It's a highly variable object. So it's there's some cool stuff that's up there. It's a little higher, sharper resolution. So yeah, there's something a little bit small up here. Filament, active region, prominence, 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 prominence. Nice big one over here. So something to take a look at um, if you want to do some solar observing. Uh, I saw a question here real quick, just while we're on this. Um, are you guys still doing star parties? I joined back when Rona hit. Thank you very much. And no one was going out together because of... Um, so the virtual star parties, I'm hoping to do again here soon. We have our we have a telescope out at a remote site now. Um, I'm hoping that we could possibly in the future um, access that for all of that fun stuff. So... Um, so yeah, come on over and uh, we'll post about that when we start doing those again. We, we need to work out some stuff, but yes, definitely we want to start doing the virtual star parties again. We find a lot of people enjoy them. So just keep a, an eye out for those um, and we'll probably get back to doing that uh, here soon. Probably not as often. Um, I was doing it every other week, which the sky doesn't change enough to do it that much. So we'll probably do it maybe once a month or something like that. So. Yes, we'll we'll be doing the virtual star parties here soon. Uh, meteor showers. Unfortunately, there is nothing going on in March. Um, I checked. There's no big meteor showers. There's no small meteor showers. So March, there's not much going on. Actually, there's nothing going on as far as meteor showers. But April has some stuff, and we'll be talking about that, of course, next month's uh, webcast about what's up in the April skies. There are some April showers that were showers bring big flowers um flowers are obviously not coming from a meteor shower um but there are um enough stuff coming up um in the coming months as far as meteor showers are concerned so just keep an eye out on that um but yeah there are no meteor showers 
uh, this month. Now I did have someone last month ask me about comets and I um, I put I should put something in comments. I remember this morning to talk about comets. Um, this is what I use to check for comets. This is uh, I just uh, comet chasing in March. Um, it's called cometchasing.skyhound.com. Uh, this gives a nice record of every comet that's worth taking a look at at the moment. So um, this is something that uh, would be on there. So uh, definitely worth uh, taking a look at. There's not many good visible comets right now. A lot of these are fairly faint. Um, look, you got one that's 11th magnitude. That's like at the limit of a you know, 10 inch, 12 inch telescope, 11.8, um, 12.6, uh, 10.9. You know, some of these are fairly faint. There's not a lot going on with them. Some of them aren't even visible in the Northern hemisphere. Um, but right now there's no major comets uh, actually visible right now, but there are some that are lining up, uh, maybe visible naked eye in December, 2021. So Comet Leonard, uh, C2000. 21A1 Leonard, that might be one to at least keep a record of for later in this year. Um, might be something cool to see. But if you want to keep up with comets and you want to know what's kind of cool to see at the moment, uh, cometchasing.skyhound.com. Uh, I've used this for years. And the cool thing about some of this stuff is they give you all the details about each comet that they're feeling is interesting. But if you click on it, they also have finder charts. Um, that show you the position and direction that the comet's moving. So this is a really good, um, and it's printable. It's set for eight and a half by 11. They do a very nice job um, on this if you're trying to keep up with some of these uh, comets for observing or imaging or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, some of the stuff as far as comets. Um, and this is the website right up here that I like to use for that. So that's kind of the bit on comets. Nothing really to promote right now, but we'll, we'll probably start incorporating more of this in the monthly episodes, at least bringing up this page to to see what's going on there. So, so yeah, nothing for meteor showers either. Uh, really quick, because there's a comment in here. Um, it says, you have no idea what biological contaminants may be on a meteorite. Um, that is true. I have a big collection of meteorites. I have some meteorites that are... Um, have been studied in labs and yes meteorites could bring all that cool stuff um, to earth we'll probably do an episode on meteorites here in the future i'm trying to get that kind of worked out so um, stay tuned for later in the year we might be doing something like that so all right so we're kind of cruising through today there's just not a lot going on in the night skies um, as far as planets and meteor showers and all that fun stuff. However, uh, Deep Sky has a ton of stuff going on. Uh, we are in a transition period. A lot of the topic, a lot of the objects we're going to talk about here really in the next section we've talked about before, but that's because they're highlight targets um, that I want to talk about. But there's also plenty of other cool stuff. I'll see if we can kind of spin off if we've got a little extra time. So, of course, the big one right now is the Pleiades M45. Um, this is naked eye visible even in light polluted locations. It's a great binocular object. So if you've got friends or family that wanna get out and get involved in astronomy, 
a small set of binoculars is a very nice option for the Pleiades cluster. Um, it's a great beginner astrophotography target. Um, you can get it from the backyard. You can get it from a dark sky site. There's all kinds of cool stuff floating around um, with the Pleiades. And like I said earlier, the Pleiades is right next to Mars right now. Over So let's just, you know, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. Um, as obviously the month continues, uh, Mars is going to move further away from the Pleiades. But it's still a great object. You can still get a couple hours of, if you're doing imaging, some exposure time. Um, you know, 8, 9. Probably get about an hour and a half or two um, early in the month. But... By the time we get to the end of the month, let's get here by 8, 8.30, it's pretty low um, in the sky. We're only talking about 28 degrees. So, you know, we're talking by, you know, 10 o'clock, 10.30, it's, it's going to be gone. 